0: Welcome home to Cassidy. Merry Christmas. It is great to have you with us. Uh, Like I said earlier, my name is Stephen Mitchell, and I am the lead pastor here. Uh, It is a great privilege, a great joy to be here with you. Uh, If you're joining us online, thank you so much for being here. Merry Christmas to you as well. My hope is that in this place, in this moment, at this time, we will experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ in a profound way that we will be able to draw closer to Jesus just because of what he has done and what he continues to do in and through us. And we've, uh, we've been talking about this idea of uh, a messy Christmas you know, that that Christmas this year is messy. We understand that we get that, uh, and we can't help but see that everywhere we go. I mean, if you go outside, uh, my, my, I told a story last week, I went to the mall, uh, with my daughter and I was like, there are too many people here. Like I haven't been around this many people in a long time and I was uncomfortable. And so we left, uh, I'm a people person. And so it's weird for me to be uncomfortable around people. But this is the idea of, of things are just messy. I mean, maybe some of you are sitting here going, yeah, I'm, I'm going home and my Christmas is going to consist of a phone call. I know a lot of people that are like, yeah, we're not doing turkey this year. We're just going to do whatever we want, you know, because burgers are a whole lot more fun than, than, than turkey. Uh, you know, those types of thoughts are, are what's going through people's minds. And, and to me, that's just one of those things and I'm like, I, I I have struggled so much. Maybe you're like this. I've struggled so much this season of Advent of getting into the Christmas spirit. I mean, I put my lights up early because everybody was putting their lights up early. I wanted, I wanted to get in on that. I was listening to Christmas music early, uh, and, and it took a while for me to really get into the Christmas spirit, because everything was just, are we going to have worship services in person? Are we going to just be online? What is it going to look like? And we just never knew what things were going to be. And so we recognized, back when we started talking about this, that it was going to be a messy Christmas. We just had no idea how messy it was going to be. But the good news is this. Christmas was always meant to be messy. Christmas was always intended to be messy. Jesus came into a messy world to get into the mess right alongside us and help us through his presence, his grace, and his gift of salvation to help us to get out of our mess. Uh, so that we could be more like Him, so that we could learn to live in His image and in His love and in His grace. And, and that's the gift that we receive at Christmas time. And so we recognize that yes, it is a messy Christmas, but we're okay with that because Christmas was always meant to be messy because Jesus is right here with us. And so that's the hope that we have in Christmas. And I don't know about you, but Christmas for me uh, is one of those things that I get really excited like Y'all don't even understand what Christmas morning is like for me. I I, I swear, now I have to like... My kids used to come in and wake me up at like four in the morning. Can we open our presents yet? No, go back to sleep. Can we open our presents yet at five? It was like an hourly thing. They're coming in trying to get me to open the presents. Uh, Now I have to go in their their room at like seven. Hey, can we come open presents yet? Uh, Can we, hey, can we do this at eight? Hey, come on, it's almost lunchtime. Let's get some Christmas presents going. I get really, really excited about Christmas presents. And my guess is you do as well. Uh, And that's because every once in a while, while, every once in a while, we receive a perfect gift. Like it's that perfect gift that, that, that combines everybody, you know, the, the care of the person and your need and all of those things. And you're just like, man, that was, that was so perfect. Maybe you've experienced a perfect gift before. I didn't know this, uh, but I've spent some time researching this. Uh, there is a book out there. It's 238 pages Uh, And it's not presents that you should get. It is the gift-giving anthology. (laughs) If you really are having a hard time sleeping... Uh, and you, you, know, you, want, you want a book to kind of help you out with that, the gift-giving anthology is the book for you. Uh, it talks about uh, different types of gifts and what makes up the perfect gift. They go into you know, Christmas gifts and birthday presents and, and all of those types of things. And it's, it's a research document. Why in the world somebody researched gift-giving? I have no idea, but it was great for a sermon illustration. So thank you, Otis and Beltramini. Uh, I really appreciate y'all. Uh, so here's the deal. They they came up with six things, six things that they said classify a perfect gift. Now, if, if all of y'all are here and you're like, "Well, I still got gifts to get," uh, you're in perfect shape because this is going to help you out. Uh, if if uh, you came at eleven, you'd be out of luck. So here we go. Number one, uh, the gift giver makes a surprising sacrifice. Uh, and this is not a sacrifice of finance only, but it 's a, a, a sacrifice of time that you 're putting some effort into finding the perfect gift that you 're doing some research, uh, maybe not reading the the anthology, but doing some research alongside uh, of of the person that you 're attending to buy this perfect gift for the second thing is the, the giver the gift giver wants to please the gift recipient now that seems kind of self-explanatory. Uh, however, you know, uh, I've, I've received some gifts that were more of a, a prod to go and do something rather than, like my dad, I, I did this to my son. I was like, hey, for Christmas, I'm going to buy you a suit because he graduated from college and now he needs an interview. And that's not, he's like, oh, oh, thanks dad. That's great. I always wanted a suit. Uh, So, you know, um, sometimes we do those things, right? Uh, So the gift giver wants to please the recipient, not just fill a need. Uh, The third thing is the gift is an opulence. Now, this was interesting to me because... In my head, when I heard this, I was like, oh, so it's got to cost a lot of money. Dang it, I'm out. Uh, But what an opulence is, is not a lot of money. It's the effort that you put into it that you have made a substantial effort, an investment in the person that you are giving the gift to so that they know what you're giving them is important, not just to you, but to them as well. Here's the, the number four. This should always be number one on my list, honestly. Uh, the gift is unique and appropriate. Like you want to give them something that's, that's unique to them, that, that really suits that person. And all of these things seem pretty well suited. Um, number five, and all presents are like this to some extent because they come wrapped in paper most of the time, but the gift is not expected. Like, you're not expecting uh, somebody to have put that much effort into it. And you're not expecting, and, th- and this is why it's not every gift that you get that's a perfect gift, right? And, and this number six, and this one is kind of key, uh, the recipient wants the gift. Uh, now, I've told a story about a tragic gift of a crystal mouse in the past. Um, don't give crystal mice to your girlfriends, young men, it's a bad idea. Anyway, um, the, 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 the recipient has to want the gift. They have to be invested in that and, 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 and it can mean something to them. So th- these are the six things that this book says are, are important for a gift. And my guess is that you, in, in sitting through and listening to those six things, you were like, oh yeah, there's, there's some of those that I've, I, yeah, yeah. And some of you are like, man, I didn't hit any of those this week. <laughs> I, I have a friend who bought his wife, a, a, their washer and dryer went out and he bought, him, bought her a washer and dryer and, and he looked at her and she was like, don't even try and give me that for Christmas. Right, we don't we don't want to do those types of things, right? A washer and dryer doesn't make the doesn't make the cut. Uh, for me, uh, there was a time when I had just gotten out of the Navy uh, that I was given a gift that, that really kind of changed my life. It changed my life because I was passionate about it, I was interested in it, and it could do so many things. It changed my life because it, I learned to try and figure out how it worked so that I could help other people, and that kind of put me on a career path back before Jesus redirected me, and that's this, a computer. Yes, friends, they used to look like this. This isn't a CD-ROM. That's two floppy drives because it was top of the line. Guys, this is crazy. Um this is a 386. For those of you out there, it was slow. Um, even, even, even for us, it was slow. Uh, but it's it's awesome because what this did is this demonstrated to me uh, something that I had never experienced before. At first, I was kind of okay with it because I was very interested in how it worked, and then I learned how it worked, and I could help other people. And so I entered into the IT field, into computers. Because somebody gave me a gift. Now, I was excited when I got it because I could play games on it. Yes, I can play games on it. And, and then I, I found out, oh, you can do other things with a computer. Who knew you could do other things with a computer? Uh, but it, it was something that changed my life. And it met all six of those criteria. It met those six things and, and allowed me to experience the potential that I had in myself to do something different. And I found that amazing. And so every once in a while, you get a gift that's that good. Every once in a while, you get the perfect gift, and it makes a huge difference for us. And I want you to know that I don't care what's under your tree. I don't care what's planned for you. I don't care what Santa is bringing. The perfect gift for each and every one of us has already been given. It was given by God himself when he became Jesus. And in, in the process of being born into creation and putting flesh on and, and living a human life, that was the perfect gift that, that we can't even ever understand how, how perfect it was at this point. Maybe, maybe in the future we'll be able to sit down and say, okay, explain to me. Now, I read the anthology, uh, the gift anthology. Tell me how perfect your gift was, God, right? I mean, my guess is that's not what's going uh, to happen. But I wanted to go to that story. I wanted to read that story to you, and it's not, I'm going to read it in the King James because to me it just sounds better when you read it out loud on Christmas Eve in the King James Version, and so we're going to read the, the story of that first Christmas together. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you this day is in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And all this shall be a sign to you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things And pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had done and heard. uh, They had heard and seen, and it was uh, as it was told unto them. Friends, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the gift that we have been given that is unlike any other gift ever. And I. I just wanted to run through. We, we talked about six things. Six things that we heard made the perfect gift. And I don't know if you caught them, uh, but everything just went out. All right, cool. Um, the first one is this. <laughs> hey, it's back. All right. You guys online, check it out. It's live. Well, who knew? Uh, the gift giver makes a surprising sacrifice. God himself, God offers himself leaving heaven behind to come into our mess, into the messy world alongside of us, so that we can learn and grow and become more like him. The second one was the gift giver wants to please uh, the gift recipient. God wants to provide a way for us to return to what we were made for. We were created to be in community with God the Father. And God makes a way for us to return to that. So this is what, when, when we hear that, that we should be pleased by this, this, this breaks the power of sin and death in our, our, our lives and invites us into a new life with Christ. The gift is an opul- opulence. The time and effort that God put into this gift of salvation is phenomenal. If we think about it, in the beginning... God said, let there be light. And there was. And ever since then, when humans got involved, we've made a way to make it more and more difficult. But God, overarching, God's overarching plan of salvation comes and makes a way for us to have life in Christ. And this is what I mean by it's phenomenal, because he does all of this so that we can come into relationship with him. The gift is, a, is unique and appropriate. Never, friends, never has there ever been a more unique and appropriate gift because God not only wipes away your sin and brokenness, but also sees your potential and empowers you to achieve the potential that he has for you and the potential that can make a difference in this world for Jesus Christ. The gift is not expected. No one expected Jesus. The the people thought they knew what that was going to look like. They they believed, they understood what the Messiah was going to do, what the Messiah was going to say, and Jesus did not hit any of their measurements because God had something so much more profound in mind. God knew what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. And the people just thought they knew what was going on. And so even today, it is a surprise when you come into relationship with Jesus Christ. And finally, the recipient wants the gift. Now, this is the one that can be tricky because a lot of times when we're talking to people that we know that are outside of the church, that are outside of a relationship with Jesus, they would say they don't want it. But until you receive the gift you don't realize just how badly we need it. This is the hope that we have in Jesus. This is the gift that we can receive in Jesus Christ. This is what Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about the gift that God has given to us so that we can be made more like God, so that we can be made into the image of Jesus Christ, so that we can come to life for this God who loves us so much and and enter into a deep, an abiding relationship. There was a guy in the 1700s named John Newton. John Newton was a slave trader. He had a, a, a slave ship. He was a slave ship captain. And he was crossing the ocean at one point, and the, the ship entered into a, a horrible storm. And the storm uh, caused a, a crack in the hull, and he prayed that, that the, the cargo would shift so that it would block the hole and prevent the water from coming in. I don't know if you know this or not, but that's not how boats work. That's definitely not how ships work. If there's a hole, the water wants to come in. It's a pressure thing. This is just how it works. Uh, and what happened was the cargo shifted and blocked the hole. That night, John Newton became Christian. He didn't, he didn't abandon the slave trade immediately, but eventually recognized that slavery was incompatible with Scripture. And he became an abolitionist. An abolitionist. And what that meant for him was that he wanted to stop and put an end to something that he had been a part of. God got a hold of him and changed his directions. Friend, you may not know the name, but you know the song. He was the one that penned Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind but now I see. When we receive the gift of Christmas, it can change everything. Our lives can be transformed into the image of God, and our hearts can be changed. And it's not like we're just going to be made a little bit better. God doesn't want to make us a little bit better, a little bit of Jesus to go along with my already good life. No, God comes alongside us and says, I want to give you a brand new life. I can show you what reality really looks like. I can show you what you can become in my name. This is the offer of the gift of Jesus. And we know that we can say no, we can say yes. My, my hope is that, that as we hear this message, that if we, if we haven't accepted Jesus, that, that we take a moment and say, I, I want me some of that. Uh, because it is the greatest gift of all times. Because only when we receive Jesus can we truly live. Only by living in Christ can we truly love. And only in Christian love are we truly able to share the gift of Christ with others. This is the gift we receive at Christmas. This is the hope we have in Jesus Christ. And my hope is that you will join with me this Christmas in welcoming Jesus into our world and into our lives, that we can make a difference uh, right here, right now by saying, yes, Jesus, I will go wherever you want me to. I will do what you want me to. Make me more like you. Let's pray. Holy God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift you give us in Jesus Christ, for the hope you offer to us, and for the life you promise us. Father, let us take these steps into a relationship so that we can come to life in you, so that we can find ourselves and the hope that you have for us this Christmas. Father, just pour your Holy Spirit out upon us that together we may be made more like Jesus. Amen.